Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, October 13th, 2023. And what a show we have for you this evening. We're going to be looking ahead to all of the county hurling finals throughout the show, and we'll have our Greyhound update with Barry Drake towards the end of the show. But the main focus here this evening is, of course, the county senior, premier intermediate, and intermediate hurling finals that are happening this weekend. We won't forget our Junior A finals also this weekend, so plenty to talk to, talk through over this weekend's show. And over the next kind of 40, 50 minutes, we're going to be talking to players, managers. Uh, you're going to hear from pundits and everyone as we try and build up as best we can to these, this weekend's games. We have three games live on Tip FM over the weekend. We first up on Saturday, we have four o'clock in Nina Lura versus Third Sarsios in the Premier Intermediate Final. That one is with thanks to the Fuicha at the A La Carta restaurant at the Arch Bar in Thurles. Uh, that's who sponsors your live coverage of Tip FM there on Sunday. Then doubleheader in Semple Stadium gets underway at 1.45 with the Intermediate Final. And that is, of course, Golan Kilfikal against Boherlahan Duella. That one's live here on Tip FM with thanks to Martin O'Dwyer Family Butchers on Friar Street in Cashel. And then the big one, four o'clock throw-in time for Thurla Sarsfields against Killadangan. And that game is live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. Visit fetchcourses.ie. So without further ado, let's get our uh, preview going. And earlier in the week, I travelled down to Pocon to speak to Alan Flynn, the Killadangan captain. And uh, we began this conversation. I asked him about the 2016 final when, of course, Thurla Sarsfields beat Killadangan. That was a very young Killadangan team. And I asked Alan, had anything changed since then? It's way different. I think in 2016, I think I was 21 and I was joint captain with Dara and actually we were so naive. We thought we'd go in and we'd, we'd play this Thurlis team and we'd win this match. But Thurlis were an unbelievable team then and they were as good a team we've seen in club hurling in, in Tipperary, I'd say. So, you know, we were miles off of that day and look, it was a great experience and you'd expect to get back there again. But it took a couple of years to get back there in this Tip Championship. It's very hard to get back there year on year. So... Um, yeah, it's way different altogether. We're we're a lot more uh, we're a lot older, I suppose, and you know you're you're fully focused and just trying to get a performance out of out of everyone. Um, been to a few finals. You've you've lost a few. You won that one in 2020. What is it about about you that you can stay coming back to to these finals and just stay pushing forward? Yeah, I was saying this uh, lads there, and they're asking me that. And I think I was asked after the Tommy Varmash this question, and like every year you come down and train here, our aim is to get back to a county final. We wouldn't be coming down here if we're just coming down to we'll go with a group and then we'll see. Then your aim is to get to a county final because the enjoyment you go with is getting to them them finals. And look, if you can win one, that's absolutely massive. So that's the aim now. But yeah, it's 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 an easy motivation to be honest. And and when you have the team there, that team isn't going to be there forever. So it's important to try and try and. Um, strike while the iron's hot I suppose yeah and um, mentioned last year you were captain last year your brother Paul was captain in, in 2020 um, I suppose as a, as a brotherly thing it'd be nice to, for you to, to captain the team and go level with him from captain in, in 2020 yeah look I, I don't care who lifts it to be honest <laughs> I, you know, I'm fortunate enough they've given me another year at this and I've had a couple of years um, captain of this team and serious bunch of lads like we've had new players coming in and you lose lads every year going travelling so on so so every year you're captain it's a different year I'm just fortunate enough that, that they've given me the opportunity to do so and it is, it is a real privilege to lead them out every every day we go out and hurl Killadangan captain Alan Flynn there speaking to myself earlier this week and if you want to hear that full chat it's available on any of the Tip FM social media platforms and to Thurla Sarsfield's camp now and Connor Stakelam was speaking to the media and uh, I began by asking him what's it like to have club legend Paddy Maher over the team this year you've seen it for yourselves Park he, he, what he is on the pitch that's what the way he is in, in the dressing room you know he's really fair he's like 
drives us on the whole time. But Park, you know, we brought a, a lot of freshness to it this year with the backroom uh, team uh, as well. But you know, he's just a phenomenal leader, and you know, we've been trying to trying to implement what he's brought to it this year. So you know, it's very lucky to have Park and the management team that we have this year over. So yeah. And I suppose uh, returning to a county final first time since 2021 and losing an extra time is often uh, very difficult or on a replay. So I suppose the last two years has been a focus of getting back to that now. And now that you're back there, it must be kind of all guns blazing now for two weeks' time. Yeah, like it's mad two years, like, you know, that hurt us uh, a lot in 2021. And, you know, we have been trying to build to get back to where we are here now. But, like, you know, it's a huge task again, still ahead of us in two weeks' time. And, you know, it's great to, it's great to get there, but, you know, have to deliver on the day as well so no it's been it's been great to get back to, to here and that was the plan at the start of the year that the two teams were going to aim for two county finals and that's where we are now so and that was Thurless and Tipperary player Connor Stakeland there speaking to the media ahead of Sunday's final. I also spoke during the week to the Kildangan manager, John O'Mara, of course, his first year in charge of the team coming from Clare originally. And I began by asking him what attracted him to come and take the Kildangan role. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, but first of all, I, 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 I've known a few of the lads, you know, over the years from, from different um, walks of life. And, like they're, you know, they're a hugely talented um, group of players, you know, and... Um, as I said, you know, knocking knocking on the the door of the the business end of, of of the championship, and you know, when the lads asked me to get involved, I I you know, we 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 sat down, I looked at it, and I said, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll give it a go and see if I can add anything small, you know, and 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 help them, um, you know, with their with with, with their objectives, and this is where it's brought us to date, and you know, look, I think everyone anyone here involved knows just looking forward to. To Sunday, um, getting ready, getting, getting preparing for it, and getting ready to go. Um, come four o'clock, and it's it's tireless on Sunday. Played him in the group stages. Um, the lads would have played him back in the twenty twenty one semi final. Kind of played each other a few times over the last few years. It's from from a neutral perspective, it's probably the two best teams in the championship going against each other on Sunday. So it, it's shaped up for a good final. But I'm sure. Tireless, lots of talented players. This probably gives gives management a, a bit of headaches leading up to a game like this. I thought, yeah. Look, as I said, I, I obviously we played them. We, we played them in the first round. Um, you know, we, we had a good evening out that evening. I think they'll have really little bearing on um, on Sunday. To be honest, like both both teams, um, you know, wouldn't have been at, at full strength on the evening. And obviously, uh, you know ourselves and Turles were coming from a different place in the lead up to that match the week before you know they'd won the mid we'd lost an art um, you know we were looking for a bounce back that evening and and, and we found it you know obviously um, you know a club with massive tradition a, a club that um, you know people with a massive respect for in, in what they've achieved over, over, over a long number of years um, you know but in saying that like you know both teams are heading into Sunday and it is um, you know come four o'clock like it's about what happens on the pitch after four o'clock will we'll determine the result you know Kildangan manager John O'Mara speaking to myself there and there's about five more minutes in that interview and if you want to check that out go on to any of the Tipperary social media platforms. Uh, also we spoke to Michael Gleeson he's a selector on both the Thurless Sarsfield Senior and Premier Intermediate teams of course a big weekend coming up for Thurless and uh, as part of the media day myself and Enda Tracy were speaking to Michael so let's hear some of that chat with Michael Gleeson from Thurless. Um, yeah obviously we, we've, we have a group of 50 and at the start of the year we set out to you know, set high standards and, and, and try and bring a culture to, to, to the squad and, and, and take it game by game and this thing is just snowball every every week we go out and it's on a Saturday and Sunday and you're playing one team after the next and you know, the wind and the, every time you're winning it's it's building momentum and it's just carrying forward every game and 
don't we take every day as it comes. Obviously, when you're winning, it it, it makes it that bit easier. So, uh, long may it continue. Yeah, and obviously a lot of young players coming through the club, which has really added to the to both teams really over the last few years. And it's just an endless conveyor belt that's really pushing you on there in the last few games. Yeah, like look, the, the underage system in, in Turles is going strong. Turles over doing very well at the moment, and John, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the benefits of it now. It's trying to bring these guys up from 17, 19 uh, into the senior setup, and I think the jump is is a bit bit harder these days. Like the the, the strength and conditioning of the guys is a lot different to maybe when I was coming through. And um, so it's, it's trying to bring them through and and keep them interested. And obviously, when the two teams are going well, it really helps someone as develop. And John, you know, you're looking at you know, basically. Uh, plan for, for these guys to get onto the senior team in the next few years. And obviously Kiladang in, uh, in the final and senior. Um, it's a team that uh, give you a nice pace and in the first round of the group there, there's going to be no lack of motivation for this game. No, look, absolutely not. But yeah. it's, it, as I said, we take every game as it comes and we've, we've, we've had some nice tests over the last number of weeks and massive belief there building within the squad with, with, every, with every win, you know. So we'll take it as it comes. We're, we're going to focus on ourselves. Uh, get our, get ourselves refreshed after the weekend and, and, and get, our, get our heads right and, and then look, the, the game will take care of itself then. And that was the voice of Thurlis Sarsfield's selector for both their senior and premier intermediate sides, Michael Gleeson, speaking to the media there ahead of this Sunday's final, this weekend's finals, I should say, when you're talking about Thurlis. But to preview all the action, we've got a couple of lads coming on now to look ahead to the action and one of those is Ender Tracy from the Tipperary Star. Ender, you're very welcome to the show. And I'm also delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Declan Fanning, former Tipperary defender and current uh, Killen All manager. Declan, you're w- welcome to the show as well. Thanks very much, Paul. Um, yeah, well, we'll start with the senior lads. Uh, Sunday, of course, four o'clock, senior final, Killadangan against Thurlis Sarsfields. Um, I'll start with yourself, Declan. Um, just looking at, at this game, how, how do you see this game going, winning and losing? What's your overall thoughts just about these two teams uh, in this final here on Sunday? Well, Paul, if you look back to the Early rounds of the championship, when they played, I think um, everyone was probably our eyes were raised when when we saw Kildangan winning probably comfortably enough. But I think since that game, Turles Sarsfields seem to be the form team, and they, and they've they've went through the championship with very very impressive uh, performances. So on that basis, uh, for Sunday, you'd say you'd have to give Turles Sarsfields. Um, slight favourites but you know anytime they meet it's it's very very evenly contested game so I'd say we're in for a great game on Sunday Yeah and, and Enda like I suppose looking at um, Kiladangan the, the last couple of years got to the final last year um, beating there Thurles beat them in the semi-final in 2021 the year after they've won it so they've been knocking on this door for the last nearly the last 10 years nearly at this level or last 7 or 8 years at this level the one title to show for so they'll They'll be very eager to get that that second title, given even the fact that they're, the one they won in 2020 was during COVID and maybe didn't get to celebrate it and things like that as much as they would have liked. So um, it's, a, it's a big big day for, for Kiladangan here on Sunday. It is a big day. They've been, as you said, they've been knocking on the door a good while. You know, they've, they've, there's very few clubs, very few teams at senior level that have the consistency they've had over the last decade, constantly in the shake-up at the latter ends of the championship. And they've had such a settled team over the last five or six years, you know, and of quality all over the pitch. That would have um, been the one thing that um, annoyed them most about winning that county in COVID is they didn't get a chance to get into Munster and, you know, they get, didn't get to celebrate it fully. So, you know, they'll be desperate to win another one just for that fact alone. And, you know, for the hurdles they have in the squad over the last few years, they're, they're probably underachieving with just the one county title to show for it. So, you know, they'll, they'll be coming all guns blazing uh, as if they weren't already motivated. So, 
Yeah, and like when we talk about Thurless this year, Declan, and you've mentioned it there with, with Ronan Maher missing that first game for Thurless and um, he's been unbelievable for Thurless um, all throughout the year. But if you're over a team and you're coming up against a, a Thurless Sarsios with Ronan Maher sitting back in that role, like how, how are you supposed to counteract that and how do you think Kiladangan might go about it on Sunday? Well, you're definitely going to have to vary your play, Paul, as much as you possibly can because I think if you... If you launch, if you launched your full forward line, and Ron is going to be sitting deep, but he's going to get be getting first to the break. So, I think you're going to have to play through your lines a little bit. Now, Kildangan are well able to play that ball around, so they'll be very well aware of that, you know. Um, and then on the other hand, I think the standout forward line this year has been Turles Arsfield and how 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 good their touch is and how, how quick they are to get a shot off. So again. As a as a back line, you've got to be really tight and and marking really really tight with these guys because if you give them a split second to get out in front, they definitely have the range and the skill and and the forward movement to, to get scores at will. So like it's a big ask, but if to be honest, Kildangan have have that have that type of personnel playing for them that that can vary the game and that will have man markers who are very tight. So it you know it's going to be really intriguing to see how it plays out. Yeah, no, they they've plenty. They, I suppose that's nearly Kiladangan's style of play is playing through the line, so that that might just suit him a bit. But Enda, do you expect, like we've mentioned, there are two really good sets of forwards. Are you expecting this to be kind of a, a high scoring game comes Sunday? Well, ho- well, hopefully, if the weather plays ball, you'd imagine that's the way to go. Yeah, and um, you know, Kiladangan last day against him, like what did they hit two thirty? They probably hit seven, eight, nine wide on top of that. Like so, like they're creating a lot of scoring chances. Um, and Turles can't stand off in the way to them did, especially in the first half. They need to be touched tight. Like they've six forwards there at club level, which is which are as good as each other on the even day. Like uh, two or three of them are quiet, the other two or three can win the match from. Um so, you know, the two sets of backs are gonna be under pressure with the quality of the forwards on show. So you'd imagine it'll be high scoring, but um it'll probably come down to Rowan and Maher and and the likes of Joe Gallagher having good games at the centre of the defence. Um for both teams and it's if they can hold steady because the two forward lines are going to do damage so yeah it'll probably be a shootout judging by the weather forecast it's not meant to be too bad so you can imagine that'll add to the quality of the game yeah it seems to be kind of dry but cold um, mm. come Sunday but we, we don't mind too much as long as it's dry so um, just uh, finally Declan uh, do you have a, you kind of mentioned at the start there you had kind of um, maybe had a slight fancy for, for Thurlis Arceus in this one is that how you see it playing out yeah, I'd, I'd give him a slight advantage um, starting, you know, um, if Darius Stakelin can can uh, keep performing like he is, although, albeit he's only a young chap, so I know they won't be, they wouldn't be, they won't be pinning all their hopes on him, but but the form he seems to be in is is exceptional, and you know Ronan as well in the back line seems to be hurling really well, but as a group they just seem a little bit, they seem to be working very very hard off the ball this year very very hard off the ball you know so um you know and if, if when they can add that to their game along with the the quality and the skill that they have yeah i'd i'd give i'd, I'd give them slight just just slight advantage for Sunday. and and do you see that kind of work rate um uh, that they've had in their game this year and things like that would you see that as a maybe an influence of, of potty maher who's obviously in there since the start of the year oh uh, yeah absolutely i suppose potty have haven't played all he's all he's all he's hurling as a backman. I think it's nearly ingrained in the back that that he's gonna he's gonna work hard. But 
you know, it's it's just yeah, he has a strong influence there, and you can just see they seem to be playing for him, and yeah, he definitely he's definitely after changing their their mindset. I think they're, it's always in in a group and it's always in a team to to work as hard as they can, but sometimes it can be a mindset thing, and he seems to have changed that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, finally yourself, how how do you see uh, this one this one playing out on Sunday? Hard one to call, Paul. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of positives for both teams coming into it. Um, outside of the group game, which was really two teams starting out, and obviously Tarlis didn't have Ronan. And um, you'd have to say that Tarlis have been the most consistent team probably over the course of the games. And Kildangan, you know, they've done their business, but they've been they've been patching a lot of their games. Now they probably had their most complete performance in the win over Toon, but. Yeah, they still they still conceded two twenty one and that's 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 a lot of scoring to concede. Um and if Turles can just hold them hold them below maybe twenty four, twenty five points, I, I can see Turles win this, but you know, there's nothing in it, it'll come down to one moment in the game, maybe an important score here or there to turn it. So maybe just a slight fancy for Turles, but but no confidence in that. Yeah, really looking forward to Sunday's senior final, four o'clock, live here on Tip FM with thanks to Tipperary ETB. Now we're going to just take a quick ad break and we're going to be continuing our chat about the Premier Intermediate, Intermediate and Senior Relegation Finals and much more after these. And you're very welcome back to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, and this October the 13th, 2023. Now we're going to continue our chat looking ahead to the weekend's hurling finals and uh, Declan Fanning and Indo Tracy are still on the line and we're going to be looking ahead now to Saturday's game at four o'clock in Nina as Lura against Thurlis Sarsfields and this game will be live here on Tip FM with thanks to the Fuicha a la carte restaurant at the Arch Bar in Thurlis. So I suppose Declan, you're being the manager of Killinall, you would have played against both Thurlis Sarsfields and Lura uh, throughout this year. How do you think this one's going to go here on Saturday? Probably the two farm teams are meeting in the final, you know, over the last two two or three games, um, and two exceptionally good forward lines. Um, I think I think uh, when we played Lara this year, they were definitely the, the the best six forward that we took on, and you know it it didn't really make a difference who we were on. Often we'd have maybe a good player to man mark, but really everyone's hands were full when we played them. Um, they seem to be getting high scores in every game, but um, I suppose to counteract that, they seem to be shifting heavy scores as well. You know, so when you look at Turles Arsville's last day, um, everything they hit seemed to go over the bar for them, and it was just uh, you know they again that group had a, had a savage work rate off the ball, especially their six forwards, um, and looked very balanced and and well able to hurl. So it's going to be a really even game, I think. I think it could be a high-scoring game, and you know, um, it'll, I think it'll go down to the wire. Um, if I was to, I'd have a slight fancy for Lauren maybe to pull through, you know, but um, it's going to be really close. Yeah, no, they they both have very high-scoring players and forward lines throughout the year, and and they've seen Jack Lanigan to the fore for this Thurles team throughout. I think it was a three thirty-six he has in five championship games, which is just crazy scoring. And then on the other side, you've uh, Colin Fogarty, who's really come to the fore for Laura this year and seems to really upped his game another level. He's one forty-three, I think, for for the year, um, including freeze, of course, but. As as Declan said there, like this has all the makings of another high scoring final, which is which is great for the neutrals. Yeah, it's shaping up that way. You'd have to say that you know, Laura have been so impressive over the last year, like coming straight back up from the intermediate. You know, their forward it's been built around a, a really pacey forward line that have an eye for goal and 
Ken Hogan just gets a tune out of every team he meets and especially with his own club he put a lot of extra work in it this year so um, look we've seen the damage Lurk can do in the space of 10 or 15 minutes to basically had Cashley put out, the, put out the gate within 15 minutes last day I think they went 25 minutes without hitting the wide they had 3-8 scored in that time um, you know the McIntyre is so much paced Fogarty's Bonner-Matter was unreal you know they've six uh, forwards that can do massive damage and you know Thurlis have the same but you're, as, as Declan was saying it's a fair point that they've been conceding plenty as well in all their games so they'll have to be very tight back there and they'll need Mikey Cattle to be their own matter figure for their second team for the day to, to be in with a shout but look, you'd, have, you'd have to imagine that Lord Wader hurling and the added bonus having Brian Hogan back which nobody was expecting um, he's a big boost to them as well so it's it's all pointing towards maybe a lower win but it won't be easy for them Tarlis won't won't roll over um, on Saturday in Nina Yeah I suppose this Tarlis team has probably been a little bit underestimated by teams throughout the championship just given the fact that they're a club's second team but they're littered with talent all over the field and no more so than Michael Cahill who's been so impressive uh, this year and uh, Declan I suppose like the way they play is very similar to their first team in terms of Michael Cal is almost playing that Ronan Maher kind of role and they have kind of similar style of players in the forward lines as well so they have an, an awful lot of momentum coming in here as a club Thurlis Sarsfields and I suppose Lara are coming into this only is it six days after their game against Cashel so this could be a, potentially a, a dangerous situation coming into a final for Lara given that quick turnaround and the momentum that Thurlis have Absolutely, I don't think Laura. I don't think they will with Ken over them, but they certainly shouldn't take this Turles team for granted. They're well coached and well drilled. You know, um, any ball that goes back in around the half back line or full back line, their half forward line come right out and try and you know um, filter back in around the middle third. You know, and Mickey Cal was immense in the second half against us. He must have came out with at least ten balls. You know, um, <clears throat> so you've got to be really clever what you're doing with the ball when you have it in your hand as a backman, um, because these guys can score and they don't need a lot of room. They're very good touches. You know, a lot of these lads have a county under twenty or a county under nineteen. You know, under under their belts, these tourless guys. And just because we mightn't be familiar with names. I can certainly tell you they're a really, really good side and they'll be well up for this. You know, they won't they won't want to start the weekend with a loss. They'll want to bring massive momentum into Sunday's game. So it, it's going to be a serious test for Laura. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, like in terms of the whole momentum thing. And if Thurlis were beaten on Saturday, does that kind of take a bit of shine away? Or not shine, but, you know, it kind of kills a bit of momentum for them going into Sunday. So that's definitely another factor come Saturday, 4 o'clock uh, in Nina Game is live here on Tip FM with thanks to the Fuicha at the Arch Bar in Thurles. Um, and just your final thoughts on this uh, Laura Thurles Arsfield game. Um, how do you kind of see it playing out? Who, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I I I I have to give my um, my tip to Laura. I just feel, you know, I know they've had a, a lesser break, but um, you know they, they they had the same situation in the quarter final against um, against Clonakenny and they were turning around and they were really ready for that game before it got cancelled. Um, I just think that the quality they have in the forwards is going to be too much. If they get off to a good start, I think Turles could be playing catch-up for a lot of it. And just Turles' lack maybe of of being able to keep out scores at their end of the pitch, uh, I think might be the difference on the day. So I give the, the, the tip to Laura, to be honest with you. 
Moving on now to the intermediate final. This one, of course, is the curtain raiser in Semple Stadium on Sunday at 1.45pm. And it is live here on Tip FM 2, this time with thanks to Martin O'Dwyer, Family Butchers, Fire Street in Cashel. And uh, just uh, in the media day leading up to today's, or or till Sunday's final, uh, myself and Enda, we spoke to Seamus Lahey. He is the Boerland captain. And uh, Seamus began by just talking about how reaching the final was definitely the goal for this year. Definitely, yeah. Or, I mean, I suppose, yeah, we set out our stall. We probably disappointed with last year how things turned out. We, we didn't didn't perform like we like we wanted. So uh, I think the aim was to, to go on, go better this year and get our ducks in a row from the, from the outset. And, and the aim at it, you know, we, we knew we had a tough group. So... Uh, we knew whoever, whoever was in that or whoever came out of that was going to be in with a shot, so that was our aim. Yeah. Sure, there's a, a lot of excitement in the parish now. Uh, county final, a chance to get into the, the second tier. We look forward to it. It's going to be a tough battle. Uh, Golden are near, near neighbours. We've played them over the last few years a number of times, and uh, I've played them a long two times back the years as well. I'm one of the vintage that was around from the trilogy back in, I think it was 2011 or thereabouts, but... Uh, yeah, look, it's going to be a battle with them and we're looking forward to that. And uh, obviously you've had a management team in place for the last two years, building yeah. slowly. Um, they've, they've made a big impression with you. Yeah, that's right. Like, uh, Willie Hickey's our manager. He's been with us for the last number of years now and brought in Niall McGrath last year uh, as coach. So, um, yeah, look, he's been great. They've both been, they work well together and, uh, you know, that probably is the, you're seeing the result of it coming out in us and... Hopefully that uh, we'll be able to bring them back to cup now the next day. Yeah. yeah and obviously you're a club with great tradition over the years. You've mm-hmm. you've been county champions in the past, and you've yeah. had some great players coming through the club. It's important that you're going up the grades and competing at a high level. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I suppose. Look. Yeah. Borland has a good good tradition, and like I'm from Tuberdora, like it's a, it's a massive tradition uh, from that area as we all know. But look, last number of years and probably ten years or whatever haven't haven't Borland haven't been where they wanted to be. So got to build from somewhere and get back up there so this is first step and we'll take a we'll take that if we can get it now the next day absolutely and obviously the club fantastic facilities over there mm-hmm. you've great numbers coming underage again there's a right buzz around the club at the minute yeah exactly like i was at a number 13 a mid final there a number of weeks back uh, you know it's great to be in these finals you know we're always you know it's like when i was coming up we were probably playing b and c and stuff like all the lads are playing a now mm-hmm. Played a hurling all coming through as well that are on the team now and so you know you have to you have to make a while there's yeah. lads there and coming through and playing at the high level so you know if, if not now when you've got to drive on and that was the voice of Seamus Lahey, the Boherlahan Duala captain ahead of this Sunday's intermediate final. They're playing against Golden Kilfiekel and we also spoke to Golden's Aidan O'Connell and Shawnee O'Halloran. But here's Aidan O'Connell first talking about the crazy year that, Ballang- or that Golden have had since their win against Ballangarry in the group stages. Sure, yeah, we were puck up a ball. Like we got a goal, late goal against Ballangarry to put us through to the quarter final. And... Yeah, like you see Kildangan now, their second team got relegated this weekend, which you know, that's all is fine margins. So mm. again, we're just taking it game by game. We're just happy to happy to be staying hurling now. So it's yeah, it's all good now. I think just looking forward to it. Did you have a feeling of after coming through those games that you're almost in bonus territory now, getting that, that last goal against Ballangarry that you mentioned just to send you in, then you're into quarter final and now now you're on this run. So it must feel great and a bit of a bonus considering where you were in injury time in that game in the group stage? Uh, definitely, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, that's it, we're just enjoying everything now and really just trying to embrace the whole lot of it and 
give the supporters something to change the year about now because as I said it was tough enough there uh, starting off bad in the West again and went again Cap White bet us twice this year like and we're just delighted to be here now and uh, your team coming through a lot of kind of young lads there Jack Leamy still young Ben Curvin coming through so it's nice to uh, be kind of developing these young lads and getting to, to county finals for the club going forward yeah and it's not just this year like there's a lot of work going on uh, for the last few years with lads training and coaching lads so uh, yeah we were lucky then we got a, a lot of them through this year that were under 17 last year um, and they're a great crop like they, they all came through they, they have serious standards themselves that they set so they're really driving it on for us even mm. so uh, yeah no brilliant with all the, the players now and just like you said just enjoying everything yeah Put your finger on anything from the first two games where you struggled to get the results and, and getting that last minute goal. Can you put your finger on what changed in that time or was it just that stroke of luck you needed to, to turn the tide for you? Uh, yeah, it was a stroke of luck. I think we really just brought it back to basics too. We we really emphasised just hard work. Uh, we put um, we set our own targets now for hooks, blocks, tackles and turnovers. We really just brought it back to basic stuff and we, we really worked on that then. So that's that's it. There are our own standards that we've been setting now, and just, we're just driving it on, and we're hitting them targets now. Thank God. Yeah, we were just talking to Borla, and lads, there's a lot of familiarity between the two clubs. Are uh, you be glad to see them in the final? Uh, yeah, sure, Borla. And sure, we we would have came across them there for the last couple of years, and there's never really more than a than a puck of ball in it, like. Um, but and a lot of the boys go to school together. Joe, you know, there's a good few of them there. Dylan Fogarty's playing Hearty Cup for. For Cashel and there's a good few golden lads on that as well. Like so, Joe, they they'd all know one another. We would have went to school with a good few of the lads as well. So there'll be there'll be a bit of a rivalry there, all right. And that was the voices of Aidan O'Connell and just there that was Shawnee O'Halloran speaking ahead of Sunday's intermediate final again live here on Tip FM 145 throw in for that one. So just looking ahead to that one lads I suppose we spoke there about Golden's crazy run and uh, I suppose lost their first two games in the group to Kappa White and Kiladangan and then the last minute goal against Ballangari catapulted them into the knockout stages and here they are now in a semi-final in a final. Yeah, it's unreal stuff for Golden, you know, after the first two group games, you know, we would have been speaking on this show about how much they were struggling and they'll be doing well to avoid relegation and it just, it's amazing how quick things can turn with just one puck of a ball and they've just um, managed to turn it around very well and um, beating Dan and Gary by that good late goal and now it's snowballed into a run to a final um, and it's a deserved place in the final to be fair to them, the great win over a decent German inch team and you know, Kilsheelan were no were no pushovers either. They they were well fancied to to go all the way in this competition. So, you know, they'll be absolutely delighted. I know we were talking to them at the preview, and they were just delighted to be there. Um, but look, they're they're in the final now, and you don't want to be leaving it after you. you never know when you're going to be back in it. So, you know, they'll they'll be well up for it, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the how the occasion goes for them. And uh, Declan, for for this one, like uh, Golden. Of course, brought in Conor Gleeson from Borlaan early in the earlier in the uh, campaign to try and steady the ship after a couple of early losses, and seems to have really turned him around. But he came in with the caveat that if they're to be playing against um, Borlaan, that he would step aside, and he has stepped aside. And Tommy Dunn is the one who's come in uh, from Tumivara uh, to come in and uh, take over the reins for the for the lead up to this final. Do you think Tommy Dunn will kind of bring anything different or what, what have you made of this Borland squad throughout the year, of course, being uh, neighbours down there in Kilnall? Yeah, well, to be honest, firstly, isn't it a great story? Isn't the, isn't the golden story a massive story and it gives great hope to every club out there? You know that um, 
you know, everyone thinks, everyone focuses on those first one or two games in the championship, you know, and, and feel like they, they're must-win games. But isn't it great to see it at club, you know, who, uh, getting things together after that and driving on and now now they see themselves 60 minutes away from being county champions. That's, that's massive, you know, and... God, it's, they had a great man in Connor, and now they've even a better man in Tommy. You know, and if I know Tommy, who is a very, very driven individual, he'll he'll only add to that. And I'm sure Connor is working with behind the scenes, but he'll only he'll only add to that. And he, he, we have no doubt, Gordon will be ready. Um, but this Borland team seemed to be coming for you know a while, and you know they've had a, they had two great tussles this year with. Um, um, with the money goal, uh, yeah, money goals. Apologies, yeah, money goal. You know, and and they got through, they got through that really tight affair on a terrible day, over in uh, my Temple Tui. So they're battle hardened and they're ready for it. They will be favourites, um, you know, and and heavy favourites, I suppose. But I suppose it's about can they, can they carry that and and just you know focus on this being another game and not. And not really concentrating on being a final as such. If they can do that, you'd imagine they'd pull through. But they're going to get a serious test off Golden. Yeah, and uh, like they're going to be coming in as favourites, and that can sometimes be a difficult thing coming into finals. But yeah. um, and uh, looking at these two teams, like there is so much youth uh, on the fields for both sides. It's the real kind of thing that stands out when you're looking at Borland. You've liked to Dylan Fogarty and um, Jero Dwyer there to the fore, and then. For for Golden, the likes of uh, Jack Leamy and the Curvins there, still very young players. So, um, you know, very, very youthful sides here, mixed, of course, with a bit of experience there as well. Yeah, absolutely. And their two teams that have made big strides on their edge over the last five, six, seven years and are starting to pay, pay, starting to pay dividends for them, really. Um, you know, there's a lot of familiarity with the younger players there as well, considering geez, there was a good, good half of the team that won the Hearty Cup last year in Cashel, coming from those ball clubs. So, you know there is there's serious familiarity there, and I think that'll that'll make the game a more even contest as well because they'll be so familiar with each other and they'll know what each other is about. Um, it's you know that with the quality are, are coming from the younger players. You know Dylan Forbes has been been outstanding this year. Gerard Wire has been outstanding, and um, on the golden side, sure Jack Leamy is turning into a, a real specimen of a player. Um, he's, he's he's really filled out and he's hurling his unquestioned being curve and playing really well at the back there. Um, in arm and look, Golden will be delighted that they're probably ahead of schedule. Probably they're probably looking at these young players coming through and thinking maybe in the next four or five years when they start coming of age we can we can be making runs for championships. But they're, they're well ahead of schedule now this year to be getting to that final. So you know if, if, if they can get a good start and get a belief a belief going because everyone is back in Borlaan and rightly so. But they can get a bit of belief going at the start of the game and. And get into the game and and, and run into Borland and, and let them know they're in a contest. It could be could be a good match. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. Quarter to two on Sunday. Um, before we uh, head on, we have a senior hurling relegation final that we can't forget about on Saturday, half past one in the Rag. J.K. Brackens against Upper Church Drumban, and the both sides met in the football semi-finals last weekend. With Brackens coming out with a one-point victory there, but um, Declan, I suppose it's it's bad news for the likes of uh, Killinall and and Burgess, our clubs, um, that one of these very very good teams is going to be coming down into the Premier Intermediate next year. And uh, as I said, they're they're two very very good team, so it's going to be a, a very um, high high quality, I suppose, relegation final. But it is going to be a very good team coming down. 
Yeah, that's the, that's the worst of it, isn't it, Paul? That you know, you you think a, a one a good team going up, but on the other side, a good team always comes down them. But like, um, you know, these two, these two clubs have been very competitive in the senior in the senior grade for the last couple of years. You know, and like we know how competitive Upper Church are, a really really competitive uh, team, both hurling and football. Bracken's probably lost away a little bit this year after, you know, with the hurling after a couple of really good years and, and looked like they were going in the right direction. To, for some reason or other, they lost away a little bit this year. And um, I just, I'd give Upper Church a slight slight favourites here, you know, to, to, to win this and, and to keep their status. But um, again, it's, it looks like it's going to be a close game. Yeah, and then the, it just kind of shows the competitiveness of this grade, um, of all the grades really that we've seen in this year in Tipperary, like Upper Church um, in a county semi-final last year and here they are now in the relegation final yeah. and no means by no means an easy uh, feat coming up against uh, J.K. Brackens who've looked much better in recent times coming off that uh, win against uh, Drummond Inch um, in the late stages of the group stage but once they got kind of Paddy Cadell and Connor Cadell back they've looked a better team but how, how do you see this one playing out in the rag here on Saturday? Yeah and we, we had the football last weekend and obviously J.K. Brackens got the um Got the one up on the on the um, on the bragging rights early on. Um, I don't know how much changeover it's going to have on the hurling, but uh, I'd agree with Declan that maybe it's upper churches um, coming in as favourites. Um, just felt J.K. Brackens, you know, they played really well, obviously in that game against Drummond, the final group game, but there was nothing at stake. And then when there was real championship intensity in the Connolly game, I, I felt that. They just didn't hurl. They weren't let hurl, and they were not scoring heavy enough for me. Um, one fifteen isn't really isn't really going to win too many matches. Heavily reliant on Lyndon Fairbrother freeze, and um, they really need Andrew Ormond to to have a really good game. He he was very quiet against Clonaldy. So um, on the other coin, on the other side of the coin, I felt Upper Church were they were unlucky against Killer One. You know they they played really well in the second half and. They just got hit with a sucker punch of a goal in the middle of the second half, which which stunted their momentum. So, I think I think in terms of the hurling, Upper Church are playing the better stuff. But you know, as as finals tend to happen, especially when there's relegation at stake, form can go out the window, and it's about dogging it on the day and getting the results. So, two teams familiar with each other, and it'll be an interesting game, and it'll be fire and thunder on the day. Yeah, as all these relegation finals are um, tend to be just absolute battles, and uh, trying to get out of a get out of there with a win is the only thing that matters for both teams. So that one is on half half one in the rag. Uh, at the same time, in Kilcommon, the Junior A final is on between Ballina Hinch and Clonalty Rossmore, and we've a couple of uh, Junior B uh, semi finals on Sunday at half eleven in Bursley. It's Money Gall against Drummond Inch. Uh, plenty of games happening over the weekend. Uh, Declan Fanning um, from Killinall and Enda Tracy from the Tipperary Star. Thanks for joining us on Across the Line this week. You're welcome. And my many thanks to the two lads there for looking ahead to this weekend's games. What a weekend we have to look forward to here in Tipperary. County Hurling final weekend just doesn't get much better than that. We're going to take another quick ad break and we'll be back with more after these. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carlin, this Friday, October the 13th, 2023. Now, before we go to our Greyhound update with Barry Drake, just some other things happening this weekend, of course, in rugby. The AIL season continues here locally, of course, Ireland and New Zealand is tomorrow at 8 o'clock. But during the day, Nina Ormond are uh, looking to build on their win against UL Bohemian. They're away to Barn Hall at half past two on Saturday. At two o'clock, Cashel, they're at home to Malone. And uh, also at half past two, 
Clonmel make the trip up to down to play Banger. That one's at half past two in Division 2C. So that's local rugby front. Obviously, Camogie this weekend. We've plenty happening. Of course, the intermediate semi-finals doubleheader in the County Camogie grounds tomorrow. At 12 o'clock, it's Moneygall against Newport Ballina Hinch. And at two o'clock tomorrow, it's Shannon Rovers. Uh, they take on Borhalahan Duala. And then on Sunday in Camogie, we also have uh, the Junior A final. And that one is between my Karki Burris and Holy Cross Bally Cahill in the County Camogie grounds at 3 o'clock. Also on Sunday, Cashel Kincormarks against Nina Rogue in the senior relegation final. That's at 11am on Sunday morning in Holy Cross. So plenty of sport happening over the weekend. And what is also happening is greyhound racing. And like every Friday evening, it's time to talk dogs with Barry Drake. Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland. Because this runs deep. It's another exciting weekend of greyhound racing with so much to look forward to over the course of the next couple of nights and we're going to turn our attentions to the Friday night racing programme down for decision at the local Clanmel Greyhound Stadium. Action getting underway at the usual start time of around 7.30 and uh, plenty of good competitive racing. The Clanmel members uh, A5 stake 650 euros to the winner uh, takes place in race number four. The likes of Reality Spear uh, for Paul Quilty in Pilltown as a leading player. That was a, a nice performance to win in 29.73 last time. But the one they all have to beat runs in trap number six here. And that's Pops Honor who delivered a fine performance to win last time. Owned by Jared Dunn in Three Castles. And that certainly will take plenty of stopping in that uh, feature final. Also on the card of the Clonmel track members A4 stake final with €700 Euros to the winner. Cabra Betsy looks a very exciting young talent after its 29.01 winning performance last time and that should prove like a tough nut to crack in that race there. So Cabra Betsy for Paddy Scally certainly the one to beat there in that feature final. Switching our attentions to uh, Thurless on Saturday night. More good racing at the Thurless Greyhound Stadium. And it all gets underway there at 5.15 in Thurless. And a uh, couple of good races down for decision. You have the Mick and Mary Burke Memorial A4 competition getting underway as well. Uh, the John Kenny Gunboat Memorial A3 event as well. So a lot going on. And I uh, want to keep an eye on there in race number 8. That's Hostile Roar, this one for Patsy O'Leary and Ken Mayer, trained in County Waterford by Adam Dunford. 29-30 winner last time around Clanmel, certainly a greyhound going places. Also, Hello Sunny uh, should go well uh, for trainer Paul Hennessy in trap number one. Number a one. couple of high-profile jockeys involved in that greyhound. Uh, the, the likes of Paul Townend, of course. Um, involved there so great to see him involved along with the likes of Richie Condon and others so that's going to be a ground that will carry plenty of support there in Turles on um, Saturday night switching our attentions back to uh, Clonmel on um, Sunday night and um, some good racing here in Clonmel once again on Sunday night of course and a couple of good competitions ongoing there with a couple of promising young greyhounds in action um, it'll all get underway in Clanmel on Sunday night at 7.30 and uh, the Roseville Kennels A2 dual distance stake final is a good competition it's hard to look past Honey Bunny in trap number one that was a, a mightily impressive performance last time and with improvement expected David and Michael Powers ground should take plenty of stopping you have the likes of trap number four as well we got this for Amanda Mead 
and Sean Roach in Kilmallock. That's another leading player there in that final. Elsewhere, um, in on the night you have the Burgess Bucks at stud, Owen two bitch stake final. Good Sahara unbeaten so far in two career starts for Maria Kennedy is a leading player along with Quick News was won by Una O'Sullivan and trained in Newin by Owen McKenna. So that's another big race there on Sunday night. Switching our attentions to the feature on the weekend and that comes in Curraheen Park in Cork on Saturday night. The 30,000 euros to the winner final of the uh, 2023 Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Large. Jack Taverin Bolt is bidding for a magical 10-timer running from trap number one here for Golden Base trainer Graham Holland. He's been one of the stars of the competitions um, in, in Cork over the course of the last nine weeks. As I said, winning nine on the trot, won by the Pillar Syndicate in Dublin. He'll start his favourite and it could be another big race success uh, for the champion trainer Graham Holland who's trivially represented in the final. The likes of Carrick Aldo in trap number six, another star of the event in recent weeks is sure to play a leading part and the big local runner um the johnny linhan trained easy razzle certainly has the pace to feature as well for the balerny trainer so all eyes on that big one in cork on saturday night you off there at 8 50 and it really is an unbelievable racing card from top to tail expecting a massive crowd in cork um on saturday night also in shelburne park on saturday night another big race down for decision here is the yvonne barry track bookmaker 600 yard final and ben's teddy will start as a short price favorite here after kappa white trainer um uh, pat buckley of course ben's teddy finished third in the irish greyhound derby a couple of weeks ago and he delivered an exceptional performance to win um last week it really was a fantastic display from ben's teddy and as i said he will be many people's uh prediction of the winner there in shelburne park on saturday night it's going to be a great race with five thousand euros to the winner so as i said big weekend of racing action graham holland the golden base trainer triply represented in the final of the 2023 30 000 euros to the winner bear one racing irish greyhound lords at Curraheen park Always great to have Barry Drake on there giving us our comprehensive rundown on all things Greyhound racing happening in the Premier County this weekend and further afield. So that's just about all we got time for for this week's edition of the show. If you're just tuning in and want to listen back to any of the show, it will be podcasted on the Tip FM SoundCloud just around uh, 7 o'clock or after that in a couple of minutes' time. It should be on air uh, on the Tip FM SoundCloud and any of the Tip FM social media channels. You will find the link to that. And um, my many thanks to all the guests. It's been a, a bumper episode of Across line here looking forward to all the uh, hurling finals over the weekend so many thanks to all the guests and a reminder that three finals are live on Tip FM Saturday at 4 o'clock it's Lura against Thurlis and then on Sunday at 1.45 Golden against Boerlan and at 4 o'clock it's Thurlis against Killadang and all those games live here on Tip FM it's going to be a manic weekend but we wouldn't like to have it any other way so if you're heading out to any other games have, an, uh, have a good weekend uh, enjoy the games and uh, reminder that Monday evening uh, extra time with Roland Quirk will be looking back on all the weekend's action from 7 o'clock so I'll be back on air tomorrow for the Thurlis and Lura game so until then have a good day and we'll talk to you tomorrow bye for now